All right, and welcome back to another episode of The Back 40. We are thrilled to be back. We got a special episode today with a special guest. You've heard about him a lot on the podcast so far, but finally... We he's special, all right. Him. He's special. He's something, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got Nick. Nick Condor with us. Go and introduce yourself, Nick. What is up, guys? What's up, baby? What up, baby? What's up, baby? What's up? What's up? Yeah, man, it's good to have you on the, yeah, the podcast with us. I, you know, it was it was only a matter of time before y'all had me on. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, Either y'all was gonna have me on, or I was just gonna be on. <laughs> this man was gonna hack. I was, gonna hack, I was gonna hack into it. Be like, "What's up, guys? What's up?" Just out of nowhere, we'd be talking crap about him, and he just randomly, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> oh yeah, just come out of the background, out of nowhere, and be like, "Oh, how long you been there? <laughs> long enough. Long enough." Nick, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you do, how we met, all that stuff. I'm Nick Condor. That's all. That's best. <laughs> <laughs> the back 40. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite episode. Uh, <laughs> finally, 20 seconds. I can listen to this one on my lunch break. All right. <laughs> Uh, I was just thinking, man, if they had another two-hour episode, I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> this is your episode. Is that the long? Is that y'all's longest episode? Two hours? No, well, uh, an hour yeah, fifty, roughly hour fifty. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Dude, I don't remember what all we talked about. I Wasn't it the snacks episode? Like, but, but realistically, realistically, I mean, come on, it's us. I mean, we we got enough crap to talk about for. Freaking three years. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. That's the issue here. It's and counting. Too caught up yeah. in our own conversation. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, hey, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think, I think we've talked probably for at least a good 30 minutes before we ever hit record. Oh, that's, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's typical. Losing that's out typical. on all the good content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but yeah, Nick, what do you do for a living? So. <sighs> I am media director for a company called IC Tech USA. And if you don't know what IC Tech USA is, we are a cooler company and we are the original classic roto molded cooler that started the entire industry of roto molded cooler coolers. So, um, what a lot of people don't know and, um, is that. And this is public knowledge. Uh, I mean, you, you'll have to do a little digging, but uh, it is uh, crammed back in the back of the internet somewhere. But uh, IC the Tech interwebs. Actually, yeah, exactly. But uh, IC Tech actually started Yeti. Um, and oh, so, cool. yeah, so the story, the kind of the story behind that is, don't want to go into too much detail, but um, so when IC Tech, uh, not IC Tech, but uh, when Yeti first became a thing, um, they would actually white label IC Tech coolers. So from 06, and do not quote me on this because my homework on this is not the greatest, but uh, from 06 to 09, I do believe, uh, if you did buy a Yeti cooler, it was an IC Tech cooler with a Yeti sticker slapped on it. Hang on, I'm writing this down. You said 06 to 09. All right, yeah. I wrote it in my notes. 
Yeah. So uh, there's a little fun fact Notes. for you. It took everything I had when you said my homework was not the greatest on this. Took everything I had not to say. Well, your homework wasn't the greatest of anything. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I mean, college, come on. I mean, I, I went, you know, I didn't go to get an education. Come on. No, went you, to, went, went, you went for the $5 Mexican lunch buffet. Exactly. You went for so every did, 4 a.m. Huddle House run and look, check run that and we ever went on. So did, so so did, so did three quarters of Bethel. So that's that. Yeah, that's factual. No, but, I belong to one of those. But um, you know, I'm I'm not a salesman for the company, so uh, I'm not really actually required to know that story. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm media director, so I I handle all social media accounts and the content that we push out and um, paid sponsorship ads that we create. Uh, I do all the filming. I do all the audio, uh, I do all the um, logos and animations and stuff like that for the company. So if you see anything Icy Tech on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, what am I missing? LinkedIn. Um, and I think there's a few other platforms out there. But uh, if you see anything Icy Tech, it, it was made by me. So That's cool. That's that cool. is cool. That's pretty dope. <clears throat> Nick, I yep. feel like that perfectly brings us into uh, why we brought you here today, actually. So we are okay. going to talk today about movies, movies in general. Okay. We've given okay. a movie review on the podcast, and we've talked sure. about horror movies to some extent, <laughs> but we haven't just talked about movies in general. We even did a rankings of the top tens for like Christmas movies and stuff. Okay. Um, so we've done yep. super specific stuff, but just <clears throat> our thoughts on film as a whole. Uh, sure. How we go to the movies and how we experience film, things that we look for, our favorite genres, stuff like that. We feel like you have a lot that could contribute to this, being as a person who has made music videos, commercials, uh, student films, anything of that relation. You kind of have a an uncommon depth of knowledge that the rest of us have no clue about. Mm. I mean, I've maybe recorded like a commercial for a class, but that was horrible. And I'm pretty sure you did all the <laughs> editing for that too, by the way, at Bethel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, where is no, this commercial? At? I don't um, know. That's in the depths of the <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a wheel, there's a way. And we're gonna find it and we're gonna slap that bad boy on the back. Speaking, speaking of slap, Nick wanted to like cram this thing full of audio effects, like something happens in the in the commercial, it's like a burn. Someone says something like sassy, and then all of a sudden you hear. <laughs> like that uh, dude took his pants like off a, like oh, right in the yeah. middle of the interview and then like he folds his pants up and then throws them in the corner of the desk and as soon as they drop on the desk it's like wow <laughs> i can't even believe you remember that i barely remember that I, I think I still have it saved somewhere. No, you don't. You're going to send that to us. I think it's on my laptop. Yeah. Everybody I, got Dropbox? Cool. I'll send you my email. Oh, my gosh. All right. But, yeah, long story short, you're a film buff like the rest of us. We all have our own experiences with movies, and I would say that, Movies are pretty important in our friendship as well. I can't count how many late movie nights we had. I'm, Alex and I can trace our modern sleep schedule problems back to our Star Wars movie marathon. 
Show enough can. I, I can trace back all my sleep problems to that weekend. We tried to watch you know, all I, seven. I was there for a little bit of it. And, dude, how many years ago was that? At least four? 20, let's see, 2018. It was we whatever the first the last Jedi. movie came Yeah, back so out. that was that was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my sleep, like, I still ain't caught my sleep schedule up. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Has that really been four years ago, bro? bro. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, newsflash, 2018 was four years ago. Oh, my 2022. gosh. Yikes. Yikes. Hey. You know, I my 10-year reunion is this year. <laughs> High school year old. reunion. Mine, mine was last year. It was, uh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. I, f- I forget, like, you're you're a couple of years older than me, but but only one year behind in school years. Or one year ahead, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I got held back when I was young. Well, uh, it's a lot better than getting held back when you're old. That's fair. They, do you know? Do you know something about that? <laughs> yeah, like you want to elaborate on that? That's how you held back. Only, only, <laughs> only repeated my sophomore year of college like twice. That's different. Oh. That's not being held back. <laughs> so- That's just not progressing forward. Dude, do you know sophomore year lasted four years for me, bro? What are you talking about? <laughs> the year that never ended. You're still in it, baby. <laughs> I'm still in it. Technically, technically, with 128 credit hours still in my record, I'm considered a senior. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I think it, I think it's 128 that you need. I have 126. That's that sucks so bad. <laughs> I do not plan was, on going back. I was there the day that you found that out, and the utter sadness that just crept across your face when you got that phone call. I'm like, oh my gosh! Look, imagine. I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to air out any dirty laundry or anything like that, but uh, you know, you can imagine the size of dump that I that wanted to just go down my leg. As soon as I walked into the office and was like, hey, I got 126 credit hours. I need 128 to actually graduate, but I don't plan on coming back for those two credit hours. Is there any way that we can just call this an associate's degree (laughs) or something? And uh, they were like, yeah, 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 let's see. So they look up and they're like, oh, you need one more English credit. (laughs) Excuse me? <laughs> but that's Bethel for you. Oh so. yeah, yeah. When I, when I transferred for my master's degree, they were like, "Mr. Brooks, you only took one math class at your last college." And I was like, "Well, that's what they told me to do." <laughs> they were like, "What?" <laughs> so I was like, you mean to tell me your accredited college only made you take one year of math? And I'm like, "That's the thing." They're like, yeah, you're gonna need to take a math practice. <laughs> cool. I only took one year of math, but I mean, uh, I, I took a course about teaching math. But we we did have to take the core practice and all that stuff that shows that we at least know K through twelve math skills. Yeah, so I have fair. to. If mom was either pass the math practice or take nine hours of math, I was like, taking that chance. Nine hours of practice test. <laughs> Taking that big boy. Test. <laughs> <laughs> oh yep. my so, gosh! Good 70 news. minutes of it. You can bundle this with two other practices you have to take, and I'm like, 
Cool. Like, let's knock it out. Yeah. yeah. Keeps on giving, Clark. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that thing he fixes on the stairwell? Well, he cuts it off with a chainsaw. What's oh, that? what is that? He's like, I fixed the stairwell. I don't Like, like, the, like the little banister part right there. Yeah, it's a little ball, the wooden ball on top of the staircase. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> he starts cutting it. Like things are spinning around. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> then it flings off. Oh my gosh. That, you know, I, I know y'all probably already talked about Christmas movies, but that has got to be my number one. And that may be a little cliche, but. It's a great it's movie. Hey, sounds pretty so good to funny. me because it was my number one. Dude, so. it, 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 it's like a straight up Christmas icon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. For I sure. Think, I think that was me and Andy's number one, maybe. And now yours yeah. was, yours was. No, mine Wonderful was It's Wonderful Life. Life. So Your second one. Oh, yeah. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, it's good. And I think that's the point that we're probably going to try and express throughout the course of this episode is just how film relates to us and how we experience now, it and enjoy it i will go ahead and, and give a full disclosure um so you know how like whenever you know more about something uh it destroys the previous way that you perceived everything right yeah <laughs> yeah so um buddy you happened. are preaching to the choir that, that kind of happened <laughs> that kind of happened with me that kind of happened with me and the film industry. So like movies, I, I can't even perceive them the same as I did, you know, um, five, 10 years ago. Now that I know so much about filming and story, storyboards, uh, playwrights and every, you know, all that goes into it, it's hard to just sit back and enjoy. Now, like I noticed things that I didn't, and I just by default pay attention to like junk cuts or or different camera angles, and it's hard to just sit back and enjoy the experience of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that I don't uh, grasp the story or anything like that. I do, um, but I also notice a lot more than just the average eye does. You know, that's fair. So it does make it a little difficult to experience it the way that the average person does. Do you find yourself, because the way that cinema and film in the industry set up now is that movies, Mm. blockbuster movies especially, are Mm. gauged on the success of a second watch or a rewatch. So do you consider yourself a person that, has to go back and watch a movie twice to catch the full scope of it. <clears throat> yes and no. Um, nine times out of ten, I usually grasp everything I need to know from the first watch. Okay. Now, if it's just a banger of a movie, yeah, right. It earned a second watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so there. Now, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> there are some movies where older movies, uh, should I say, that uh, I have seen before I gained a lot of film knowledge. 
that I can still go back and watch like I always did. Um, those types of movies, I can actually flip the switch off because I've seen it before. I knew I really enjoyed it. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. When I watch right. it. So like, it's kind of, it's kind of as if your nostalgia it, overrides exactly. your knowledge. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now with, the, now with newer films and stuff like that, um, it is, it is hard to just enjoy it or, or dislike it. <laughs> um, the, like the average person does just because now don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not the best at, in, you know, at what I do in the industry, there are plenty of people that know way more than I do. Don't, don't get that confused. Uh, I know I do this professionally, but I do not know everything there is to know about film. Um, so, Yes, I do notice a lot of different things. And I'm still learning uh, key, the fact that I, you know, I pay attention to different camera angles and it gives me, like I learn when I watch movies, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I'm continuously trying to still learn because I don't care, you know, it, you know, it, what am I trying to say? There, no matter how good you are at something, there's always room for improvement. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I don't ever want to get it in my head, you know, no matter how good I get at my job or, you know, the work in the industry. Um, I don't want to have it. I don't want to ever have it in my head that, oh, I'm the best. Because I, there's always going to be somebody that's better at what you do than you. There's always a bigger bear. Right. Now, Always. I mean, you know, if you win the Olympics, yeah, you were the best that year. You know? Right. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, and, and, the, and that one is actually proven. That one's actually proven, you know, because, you know, if you were Olympic runner, I mean, you were the fastest. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Now, as far, now, as far as uh, award winning, now those are, those are definitely opinionated. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. So, you know, awards for, you know, best film, best playwright, best script, you know, whatever. Those are definitely opinionated. And it doesn't actually mean that you were the best. You just won the most hearts. Yeah, I don't I don't think you you would have to explain to most <laughs> of our listeners that most award shows are simply popularity contests. Oh, 100 percent. Mm hmm. 100 that's why the same five directors win you know the right. same I, award every five yeah, years I mean, and, you know you know and it's just like anything else you know once you make once you make a name for yourself in the industry um your work is kind of tied in with that so uh it makes it harder for the for the new guy coming in when you know you have steven spielberg you know to to follow up with working right next to you. Um, and, and the thing about it is, is that Steven has made such a big name for himself. He could come out with a crap movie and it'd still be popular as all get out just because, because it's, it's got Steven his name, Spielberg, because yeah. it's got his name attached to it. So, you know, it, it's, 
it's like that in any pretty much any industry that you get into. Well, I mean, it's like if Chris Stapleton put out a bad song, which I don't think he has yet, but that's exactly the bias that we're talking about. Like, oh, for sure. Like, yeah, if Chris Stapleton put out a bad song, diehard Chris Stapleton fans would still be like, "Oh my gosh!" But it's Chris Stapleton, you know. And I, I mean, that goes that that's the same for a lot of industries. Right. Yeah. So it, it's it's pretty much it, it. All works the same. It really does. In at the end of the day. Um, it's just a different, just different kind of work, you know. I I get that. That actually kind of brings up a good point. So we're talking about directors and their craft and kind of how they can put out a bad movie and people still appreciate it because of the producer of that work. Sure. So thinking along those lines of how uh, the public reacts critically to movies and film do you feel like that's kind of evolved over the years no and especially like run that by me one more time uh, in regards to how the public the general public critiques films and Mm -hmm. reviews and rates them Mm -hmm. how has that kind of evolved over the past couple of years so what do you think people look more for now in a film to say that's good or bad as opposed to, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago. Uh, you know, everything, it seems like, man, I, I'm such a, I'm such an eighties film lover, you know, I really <laughs> am. Um, and even up, up into the, um, early two thousands. Yeah. But film, to me, I think is it's gotten. I think a lot of film today focuses a lot more on special effects and the basically like all the new technology that twenty twenty two has to offer in the film industry. I think they. I think it focuses a lot on that and and than than they do uh for giving you a a good story and that's that's just my opinion Um, i actually think that's very fair very fair my thoughts similarly align with that more so so yeah uh like i just think that like especially like the star wars films yeah the sequel trilogy's got a lot of hate and while i think Myself and a lot of other fans of the franchise can agree that the new films look great. I think The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson's film, Mm. number eight, is one of the best looking Star Wars films out of the entire saga. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, it's really good. Concept art, the (laughs) choice of colors, the right touches of effects, even something as simple as the, the green shading on a blaster bolt coming from the star destroyer it's beautiful mm. but those films sacrificed the story and the plot for visuals and that yeah. really hurt it yeah, but you also gotta think star wars that that last at the end of the saga that's the first time they had all these dynamite special effects like true i mean you know that you got true. three but that's like okay. 2005 
But you know, yeah. it, and it could it could go it it all could be just cons you know what the consumer wants. Um, like you know there are maybe some Star Wars fans. It's like oh I really love the story, but man the, the special effects is lacking. Oh I really loved what they did with the with the the new. And then you and then I, I feel like Star Wars fans are kind of split down the middle. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, you have those that 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 enjoy that out of the Star Wars saga, mm -hmm. and then you have those that are story seekers, right? Right. That that don't really care. But it's cool that you have special effects, but it's it's not re really what means the most to them. You know. Mm -hmm. So, like someone like me, I'm I'm a story seeker that that's what i that's what i love the most right right um even even when i play video games i love story driven video games mm -hmm. rather than uh the the actual gameplay itself for sure that's just that's just who i am it's how i've always been kind of mm -hmm. um so it's it, it's it's all left up to what the consumer wants what the audience it, whether it, they're split down the middle, oh, this and, and and these are the dilemmas that filmmakers have, is that you know half their audience wants uh, a more in more in depth story, more personable or wh whatever the plot may be. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they want more attention uh, given to the story than anything else involved in the film. And then you have the other side of the audience. It's like, oh, well, you know, the story is good enough anyway. Why don't you vamp up the visuals? So these are these are actual dilemmas and problems and issues that filmmakers, directors, producers have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where is that happy medium? You know? I I fully agree with that. I don't know if I don't know how well you all know this, but. It's funny, George Lucas approached J.J. Abrams when he was putting together episode nine, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And J.J. was very torn after the uh, the kind of mixed reviews of seven and the horrible backlash from eight. He was scared and a little gun shy about what to do. And George told him, just make the movie you want to make mm -hmm. because every, people are going to love it or they're going to hate it. And they're going to do that before they ever even watch your film. He said, so there above is, all, yeah. make the movie you want to make. There is nothing in the world you can create that is going to please everyone. Mm -hmm. No, it's I, I don't care. I don't care what what you can come up with. If you created it, there's always going to be a hater. Yeah, for sure. Even if it's one, I um, couldn't agree more. <clears throat> but, and I think that may also have uh, played a part in the quality of films today as far as far as like the quality of the story now the, don't get me wrong there is just some absolute stupid movies yeah. that are just pointless oh yeah i would that i wouldn't spend a dime to go see but and i think that that is a big issue in today's day and age is that uh nobody just Nobody does it their way. Yeah. Everybody's worried about other people's opinions. 
Which is fine but, to some degree. Yeah. And that is, but it's also the society we live in now, too, the culture. Of well, 100%. Everybody's um, all, you, you know, built up on those. And, and like, it, it seems like that, like, half the nation has got it in their head that they're going to get whatever they want. Yeah. And, and you know, don't get me wrong. I wish that were the case. And, you know, growing in years... It's seeming to be the case that it is coming true, but in turn, it's leaving us with a bunch of crap. Yeah. In my opinion, because what what is <clears throat> what is what does that say for someone's creativity nowadays? Nothing, you know. How can something be original now if you've got? half the country's uh ideas into it who, who can be original anymore mm-hmm. so. and if you're not willing to put out anything that was your creation and when i mean your creation i mean your creation then what are you doing <laughs> right you, you know like it, and <clears throat> Back in uh, back in 2017, when I when I went to Nashville and recorded my first single, um, I got some of the greatest advice that someone could have get, could have given me, and, and it just so happens to be the guitar player, or should I say, ex guitar player for uh, the Oak Ridge Boys. I was on the phone with him one day, and I, I actually met him there in Nashville. He he uh, he played uh, not on my song, but uh, in in someone else's set. And uh, we were hanging out, and he told me he said, and this can this can be translated through any industry, um, put in the correct context, right? Mm-hmm. He said, uh, he said, man, don't ever stop doing what you love to do, which obviously you know was singing and uh, and writing music and stuff like that. But he, he said, don't ever sell yourself to Nashville. Don't ever, mm. don't ever let Nashville, Nashville you. And I, I, I didn't really exactly know what that meant then because I mean, I was a baby in the industry, you know. Right. But, uh, but that was, that was five years ago, and it's crazy how much the industry and the, the. Uh, quality of music coming out of Nashville has changed within five years. Mm-hmm. And it's so apparent to me now. It's so clear of what, of what that means. Like, don't let Nashville, Nashville, you don't sell yourself to Nashville. It means don't, don't sell yourself to the industry. Don't become a, this is going to sound bad, but don't, don't become a hoe to the industry. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, if they don't like you for you, then they can go on somewhere. But see, that's, that's the problem because you want the money. You Absol- want the contract. Absolutely. People, so people, you change. People see that check, man. Yeah. And they're like, yep, I'll do anything for it. Right. And that, that is you hit the nail on the head, man. That is the problem that we're having in all, all, all industries. 
is that people see the money and they're like, yeah, I'll do anything you want me to do. N nobody, nobody's genuine anymore. No, not hardly, man. That's for sure. Nobody, nobody owns up to their creation. They, it, it, they've all got to, like all of them allow people to put their two cents in, which, which isn't always a bad case whenever, you know, when you open it up to, to collaboration and stuff. Um, but they like a, a lot of your TV shows, uh, have this really big issue, uh, for, you know, someone that, that, uh, comes to, um, producers and like, look, I got this really good idea for this TV show. I think it's going to be, I think it would really sell and they're not wrong, but when they give them their idea and then the producers are like, yeah, that sounds really good. And they, uh, the, the fine print man gets <laughs> just about anybody if you don't look for it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will sign a contract like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do your idea. That, that sounds really good. We're all on board. They sign the contract. And then right after they're like, yeah, so, and, and, and they all sweet talk you into, into putting it to you in a way that, that it's like, oh yeah, this is going to be really good. When the, from day one, when you gave them your idea to the finished product, it's completely different. Oh yeah. They twist and turn it in all sorts of different ways that it's unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, your name may still be attached to it, but the actual idea that you presented is no more. Right. And, and, and I hate that about, about companies, producers, like, yeah, sure. You know, if, if there's some, if there's some issues in the original idea, sure. Let's do whatever we got to do to fix them, but let's, ultimately stick to the original plan and everything's about money man everything's about money and i know you know we all got to pay our bills we all got to make a living somehow but my god man let somebody be creative and let somebody be original and nobody wants that anymore mm -hmm. right right I feel like this actually brings us to a great talking point here because it's it's a sad but accurate fact that this perspective and this shift in film has really hurt my overall enjoyment of some films and how I've perceived them. So I feel like it's a good fitting point here to talk about maybe films that we don't love and maybe about talk about a little bit about why we didn't like those just to give us an idea of what we're looking for in a good film individually. So Dayton, you've been kind of, uh, reflective. Yeah, look, I, I'm sorry. I took the soapbox and I ran Bro, with it, man. That is, sorry. That is why no, you're here. Man. Man. That is I'm why you're soap. here. <laughs> Alex, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I didn't even hear what he man said. took my soapbox. I'm out of soap. I didn't even I don't even hear what Alex you said. said. What'd you, you say? Said you took off with the soapbox. I was like, yeah, I know, but now I don't have any soap. <laughs> 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 so 
that's been closed. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but you all laughed at it. Ta-da. I'm not Ta-da. laughing. Ta-da. You stop laughing. Dayton, tell us about your least favorite yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't think I've ever been asked that like ever in my life what is my least favorite movie um so it's kind of hard for me to come up with a def definite answer just off the top of my head but i will tell you some things that like while i'm trying to ruminate on that a little bit i I will tell you some things that definitely ruin a movie for me uh sometimes before i even see it um and this has happened with more than one movie that i Got so excited to see, um, and then was not not impressed with at the end. Like, okay, so I hate, I absolutely hate when you know, whatever, uh, yeah, got it, Paramount or you know, whatever the company is that is putting out the movie, uh, whoever you know, the umbrella company is. I hate when they they advertise in such an aggressive way to create so much hype that it's impossible for the movie that they give us to live up to the hype they created for it. I hate when movies are overhyped and don't live up to it. Right? I would much rather you tell me, hey, this is the movie. This is what's going to happen. This is a teaser for it. You'll have to see it to figure out the rest than to show me, you know, over half of the movie's plot within your advertisement and then the whole movie be ruined for me. Like, I don't know, this is kind of a childish answer, but, like, I've told Andy this before. We're, like, we're talking about Disney movies or, uh, you know, Pixar dreams work. Like, the kid movies is what I would call kid movies. Mm -hmm. Frozen did not live up to the hype for me. Like, and there there have been... It didn't. It was so overhyped in the moment... Fair. when it came out that the movie they gave us could not have possibly the first one or the second it. one both nah, i really like the first one okay think about it what when, okay andy you're gonna have to look this up real quick because i can't when did Fro- when did the first frozen come 2014. out 2014 yeah we are there's still frozen toys on the shelf yeah, and i'm, not, I'm not talking about like frozen 2 specific toys i'm talking about like or elsa and anna dolls are still on the shelves because it was hyped that much. And I, I just don't I don't like when movies get overhyped and don't deliver on it. I would rather you hit me with a simple and non-aggressive ad campaign and then me be blown away by the movie than to be blown away by the ad and not be blown away by the movie. That's um, such a, like a new thing too. Like in the past yeah. ten years is where this whole like show everything in the trailer. Right, and <laughs> I, I hate that so much because, uh, and this is just part of how I view movies. Like, if you showed me half of the plot of the movie within the ad, I'm not going to enjoy watching that movie. Like, because I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I would rather you tease me. I would rather you lie to me and say, "Hey, this is what's going to happen," and then have something completely different within the movie itself. Um, and I also hate when it's like a thriller or a horror movie. I was just about and to say within that. <laughs> within the ad itself, it said 
but hold on for a big twist or like something like that. Mm -hmm. But things aren't always as they seem like you're telling me that there's going to be a a plot twist Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't know that before I see the movie. It's fair. Um, Gosh, I really think I, I really wish I could think of some examples uh, other than frozen because I feel absolutely retarded saying that. Oh, I I can't say retarded. You probably Uh, let it go. Um, Gosh. You said let it go. Um, that was actually pretty good, Alex. I didn't catch that on the first on the first time that came by me. Uh, you had to grab the pill of it. No, oh come my gosh. Not bad. Sir, you've outdone yourself with that one. That was good. Okay, so okay. I just randomly thought of some because me and Andy watched these probably more than once together. Um, the Conjuring movies, like uh, especially the first couple of them. That's a great um, example, right? Because, like, some of the ads were saying things like, you know, based on a true story. Which, if you do any research at all, you find out that this is basically all just a bunch of fluff surrounded by a couple true events. Mm-hmm. So that's a lie. Number well, two, it was so like they would say things in the ads like the scariest movie of this century. Or like the scariest movie of the past 20 years. Like stuff like that. And then you see it and it's like, okay, I'm not terrified right now. I should be terrified. If you're telling me this is the scariest movie in the past 20 years, I should be terrified right now. Because like The Exorcist exists, you know. Um, and, and so it's it's stuff like that. And mo- I, I think maybe it's genre specific. Like if you say it's the best action movie of the past 20 years, then you've got a lot of, you know, you got some pretty big shoes to fill. That's a um, lot of competition. Right. And like, or, or the scariest horror movie in the past 20 years. Like that, you can't exactly say that. Um, mm-hmm. And I hate, especially if it doesn't deliver. Like Halloween Kills, we did that. We did, we did that movie review on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Halloween Kills delivered. You know, it delivered exactly what it said it was going to do. Uh, some of the ads were saying, you know, the bloodiest. Halloween movie that there has been. It definitely delivered on that. Sure. It said yeah. um, Michael is more menacing than ever. It definitely delivered on that. And it didn't give away too much about the plot. Not that there was much of a plot, but... Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it, I mean, the movie was called Halloween Kills. Pretty and anyone who went to that movie expecting anything but to see Michael kill a bunch of people, you know, what? why? Why, why did you go to that movie? It delivered on exactly what it said it was going to do. And that's why I enjoy, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy movies that, you know, if you can't exceed my expectations, at least meet them. Um, and I say, I, I think just some of my least favorite movies have been movies that were overhyped. That's fair. You know, something else about the horror genre that they do, and they really shoot themselves in the foot, they put all their best jokes in the trailer. Yeah. Any any kind of new horror movie that's like a horror comedy or anything like that, they put all their funny moments in the trailer. And I'm like, that's dumb. That's why would you do that? You're shooting yourself in the foot. Some of the best comedic parts of your film are now ruined because you decided to put them all in here. Right. And I don't know because I don't feel like that helps me go like, oh yeah, I want to see that movie. Because then if I'm like, oh, that looks funny. I'll go watch it. I'm going to be severely disappointed because that was all that there was. Right. Right. I'll tell you one thing. Like, I hate, and this will ruin a movie for me. And, like, some people get over it, but I cannot. I hate a bad ending. 
like I hate it. Like the, you can have a great movie, you end it horribly, and I'm like, I hate the whole movie. Okay, so elaborate, elaborate on what you mean by bad ending. I was okay. just about to say I, that. I have a, I have an idea. Have you ever seen Gangs of New York? No. All right. Spoiler alert. Because I have to talk about it now, so you're going to deal with it. I'm, I'll say I'm dealing with it, three man. After. I'm I'll dealing with you. it, man. That's what it feels like to drive a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the ending to Gangs of New York? That's what it feels like to you drive a Ford. You ever seen the ending of Gangs of New York movie? That's what it feels like to drive a Prius. <laughs> wow. Oh, I get it, because it's a bad it's, ending. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's that bad. Okay, so you don't have to say nothing else. I get it now. <laughs> right, the butcher dude, the main character, he's like really the big head dog in this gang in New York, obviously. And he kills, he like, he kills so many people. Okay, he's like, he's a really bad guy. Okay, and like, so he kills this guy's. I'm not, I have been while I've seen the movie, so people might agree with this. I believe he kills this guy's dad that's in his gang. And he's like, your father was the only one, you know, I actually cared about killing. Like actually, you know, regret not regretted, but you know, I actually felt something when I killed him. Mm-hmm. But he's killed hundreds of people, okay, and it's not a problem, right? right? Okay, right. so throughout the whole movie, this dude's trying to get revenge, you know, and they're like, you know, they get their moments and yada yada yada. Well, when he figures out what he's doing, they end up having a big gang fight in the, the movie, okay? So they get to the this movie's long, okay, it's three hours long, okay, maybe four, okay. <laughs> And you're like into this thing. You're like, holy crap, we're here, and I cannot wait for this moment right now. And they all got their baseball bats and knives, and like you know. And then you want to know how the freaking movie ends? Spoiler alert: the U.S. Army shows up and just blows everybody up. <laughs> That's disappointing. No one yeah, lives. Like, so, so like by my bad. They didn't even get to kill ending. each other. By bad ending, you mean like anticlimactic? Climatic. It was, bro. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like, are you flipping kidding me? No one killed each other. Just to hey, be right. Said. Right. So, like. so basically, what I'm hearing is, is that uh, I wanted to see a fight to the death, and then yeah, the U.S. Army just had to come up in here like, and blow beat everybody the crap out of each other, and like trying to avenge somebody. And the military is like, all right. Retire your crap. We're shutting this down. What you're saying? Down. So what you're saying is this movie baited you. It yeah, tricked you into thinking that something was going to happen that it would never yeah. fulfill. And, I, and the guy who played Butcher, I can't remember his name. Phenomenal, like a phenomenal actor. Like throughout the whole movie, you're rooting for the bad guy. You're like, look at this go. You're like, yeah, man. Yeah, it's just like it's it's a good movie up until the ending. Just cut it off. Right, mm-hmm. right, and I I agree. That and when you said bad endings, and I asked you to Daniel Day Lewis, I was the butcher. When you said bad endings, I was um, saying in my head, I'm like, okay, so an unresolved ending was the first thing that came up to my mind. Um, Anticlimactic falls within that for sure, but like when when we are tricked as an audience, as a viewer, um, throughout the entire movie into thinking that this big moment is going to happen at the end and then it just doesn't, or there are questions left unanswered when you walk out of the theater or, you know, you turn the movie off wherever you're watching it. That is one of the biggest disappointments Mm -hmm. that I have ever experienced as a movie viewer, uh, unresolved and uh, anticlimactic endings. 
they ruin like they mm-hmm. ruin movies. You can ruin a phenomenal movie if you don't end it correctly. Yes, I agree one hundred percent. I hate it. I hated it. I couldn't believe it. When I was just sitting there watching, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, I <laughs> will make a disclaimer here. I don't think that just because your favorite character died, that makes it a bad ending. No, no I'm, because well, I'm sometimes. I'm saying, like, not, they all died. Everybody. Okay. Right. Like, the one game, there, there wasn't even a winner of the Gangs of New York, the military I, one. Yeah. I don't think that your movie counts as part of that at all. Yours is a whole different thing. I, yeah. I feel like people like, oh, Luke died at the end of episode eight. That means it's horrible. Uh, <laughs> okay, so no. I went to see which. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to jog my memory. I went to see what's the episode. Spoiler alert! What's the episode? In case you've lived under a rock for the past five years, what is the uh, episode that Han, that Kylo kills Han? Episode seven. Okay, so episode seven. I went to see that in theaters. And the amount of people who went <gasps> when he got killed was ridiculous to me because, like, even in the trailers, you could kind of tell that was what was going to happen. And plus, you bring back these old actors, you expect them not to die off. Also, Harrison Ford has said like 5,000 times that he's like, I begged George to kill my character yes. three times, <laughs> and he never did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. he was over that. They oh, had to offer him so, so much money to come back for episode nine. But I will say also, and this goes along with what Alex said, and Andy probably better than anyone knows. Well, Nick, too. I've watched a lot of movies with Nick. Um, he probably knows better than anyone that – I am a very vocal person when I'm actually invested in a movie, especially in a theater. Like if I'm getting the whole experience and I am loving the movie that I'm watching, I am vocal and I am invested, right? So I have watched movies and then the ending came and what happened at the end left me so unsatisfied that I actually stood up and went, no, no, like, Someone no. was like, sit down. Well, that's why that's why I sit in the back so I get away with that. But anyway, and I will say, I will say also, and this may be another topic, but there have been moments in movies that have come out in my lifetime that absolutely shocked me to the point that I I spoke audibly in a theater. Uh, one of those being when Captain America caught Thor's hammer in Endgame. Also, spoiler alert, uh, I went to see that with Andy as well, and I said, what? What? I'll go ahead and tell you that. What? When like we you saw just, that, that was like can, my I, third or fourth rewatch. That scene still gives me chills. I can, yes. I can only imagine just being some rando in the movie theater with Dayton. And oh, I'm sure hearing, everybody. Just hearing, him, just hearing him in the background, Just you just hear somebody be like, that's not right. <laughs> dude speaking of like another well, thing technically the comics say that that can't happen but you know whatever like <laughs> <laughs> dude, what, what i love about like going to the movies is the crowd okay like yes. um two two memories one we all were together and i think what horror movie did we go watch was it the conjuring or was it Insidious? It was not Insidious. I don't know that now for sure. Oh, Definitely was not Insidious. We don't get me started on Insidious now. We don't need to talk about Insidious. I will throw up right here on the podcast. I love that movie. Anyway. <laughs> I, ste- 
I still have nightmares about the lawnmower scene. That's sinister. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, and I was that, about to say yeah, that's, that's sinister. That's, that's sinister. sinister, and sinister also, is also equally uh, yeah. horrible, it's egregiously terrible. horrific. Terrible. Yes. That's one of the few movies where like, it was terrible. like tagline, one of the scariest movies uh-huh. of all time. And I was like, yep, <laughs> that's correct. It sure is. That movie's horrifying. It sure is. Like, no, and to be honest with you, like I've se- I saw that movie so long ago, I don't remember anything about the actual plot. I don't remember who the malevolent spirit was. All I remember is that cool. some guy had the unfortunate demise of being caught up <laughs> underneath a push mower. That is the only thing I remember because it stuck with me. And that's well, it how wasn't even. It, it was. wasn't one. It was a whole family. And yeah, right, they were just tied up in child, garbage bags. Their yeah. child ran over each of their heads with a push mower. And like you don't know it. Like it's a it's a camera. It's like old film tape. And all of a sudden you see, and the head pops up and show. I'm just glad that spring. I'm just glad that they didn't have a zero turn because their head would like ended up in the neighbor's house. I wish they would have had a zero turn. It would have made that scene a lot easier to watch. It would have made it not about that, uh, I don't know 50 no, miles per hour not faster. Absolutely not. Yes. No, dude. Now that just sounds like the life. <laughs> Oh, so man. what I'm saying is, if anybody out there wants to run my head over with a lawnmower, do it with a zero turn. Please. <laughs> but Please. Anyway, Actually, how about we just not allow anybody to do that at all? Yeah, it's actually against yeah. the law. It's, it's illegal. It's called I'm pretty murder. sure it's called murder. Murder. <laughs> murder. Judith. Anyway, I can't remember what movie it was. It was a scary movie, though. Was it the nun? Did we go see the nun together? I saw I think the nun we did. by myself. I think we did. It was in Jackson. We went. I think we did. I think we it was the it. nun. We saw it. We did see no, it. it. I know it. that. For it wasn't fact. it. But that oh, was man. One. That was good, too. That but it was wasn't good. that one. That was a good one. I, anyway, on we all walk in, good. and there's people everywhere. Like, this place is sold out, okay? And I'm like, man, this place is busted, wasn't I like this. Busted. good. Because you know, with a big crowd, scary movies are wonderful. Like, yes, it yes. totally enhances the experience. Yes, like uh, I can't remember. I was sitting to some random person to my right. I don't remember who was sitting to my left, and I talked to them the whole time. I was like, "That's a good part." Did you get scared? Yeah, me too. The scariest, the yeah. scariest experience I've ever had mm-hmm. watching a horror movie in a theater was when, and I've told you all about this, but it was when I, I watched The Nun. I bought a ticket for The Nun. And I didn't know at the time, but nobody else had bought a ticket for The Nun at that specific showing. And so I went in, I sat in the back, and I watched The Nun in a dark theater 100% alone. And I was scared (laughs) out of my mind. (laughs) Yes. See, I didn't think that movie was that scary. No, it wasn't the movie. It wasn't the movie. But imagine watching it It alone. It was the theater. Yeah, it was the empty atmosphere. Right, because like nobody was there. Like, what if a nun would have just popped up from under my seat? Nobody could have heard me scream. Crap out! <laughs> gotcha! Bam! <laughs> Bam! <laughs> like slushies! <laughs> it's my <laughs> Bam! Get back under the seat! Flavor, flavor! Have you ever, have you ever been like so submerged in in your own fear that you like you just start hearing things? Oh, absolutely. That no, like are just that. conjuring up out of your own imagination. I'm not okay, now that, sure. Yes. That was us at right. Campbell Hall on the third floor that one time. You remember that, Nick? Do I remember that? Yeah. I, I was there. 
I know we, uh, your memory is not yeah. the greatest. You were. So I can't remember if you would remember that. that all you remember? <laughs> but I was there. I was there. I remember, I remember, uh, <laughs> the funniest thing to me now is that I remember downloading like this, um, it was like a ghost box app That's on my it. phone. Yep. And yep. I mean, it, it's, it's programmed to, just make noise every so often, like randomly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were all just wowed by it. And we but were the like, weird thing was, like, it, like, it gave back words that we've been saying. Yeah, like, it gave back words. It was so crazy that had come up in conversation, but we put it in like another room down the hall. That was the crazy part but about that, it all. But see, that's the thing is that it's just been program, picking up programs like that are are made to have very general words that could pretty much pertain to just about anything mm-hmm. yeah but see one of them was campbell how many times do you say campbell in a sense? I no i don't remember that talking about suit it what campbell was in there soldier was a word soldier was in there yes uh, <clears throat> anyway it was creepy it was creepy it was it was a fun it was a fun night though. that was yeah. that was one of the first times we all hung out together actually and then the next one was dfab dfab yeah that was that, that now, was that, pretty now, now uh, that one now that one we we had real equipment for oh my we gosh had real equipment for that i'll one. never forget and it was the craziest thing I it was all because... of us except for dayton and we were in that room and somebody was asking it questions and the one by Malcolm. one all of Malcolm. us started falling asleep yeah. like noah fell asleep then Braden fell asleep then patrick fell asleep i was dozing off alex was standing in the corner and malcolm asked if you want us to leave, make it go to red. Boom! That thing went to red. Everybody woke up. I don't know how right. they even saw it. People hey, that even were asleep. We're Everybody. Done. And then, yeah. and then the next day, the security guard finds us from that night. He's like, "Hey, whatever y'all did in there," he said, "Y'all didn't tick something off." I can't even go back in there and take my nap anymore. He did say that. <laughs> he sure did like, say that to us. I can't even take my nap in there anymore. He said, "I used to go in here and watch the big TV on my break, and I can't do that now." Yeah, that's what he yeah. said. And then some lady got scratched in the back. That, that was, was B-Pac. That was B-Pac. That was B-Pac, yeah. That place was I don't cool. think we ever went there. Mm-mm. No. Alex wasn't going to go. <laughs> no, hey, I'm going well, to get she, high. You, I'll see y'all in a little bit. I Like, one of the... Just... <sighs> Braden. That stupid <laughs> idiot. Say less. Yeah. That Braden. Yeah, that's stupid. Say He's less. Like, he, man, he, he's, like, he's like, yeah, I went, I've been to Palestine like 12 times. It is hard as crap. Oh yeah, come on out there. Yeah, oh, and like, I will, yeah, and then brought back. I will never forget key. the scolding yeah. that I gave him when he said, "Hey, look what I brought back!" And it was a black piano key. And Alex and I looked at each other, we're like, "Are you joking, right now? <laughs> <laughs> You're all in danger!" <laughs> like, dude, mind. this thing could be attached to that thing. What Alex, are you doing? Alex made him go back that night and take it back. I did. I was like, I can't. I said, you can't go sleep in here. Let's have it back in there. He, he said, said, "You he turn said, around right look now." What I know. <laughs> Look at what I got as a souvenir from this haunted place. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't he take something from the dollhouse and Madonna too? God, right? I hope not. I no, think he did because that was so. the night that everything got knocked off their walls in their room. Well, then I think he took it back. Well, like, I don't. I don't think the there's anything. I don't think there's like. anything left in the dollhouse because uh, years ago it got broken into and all the all the toys and stuff got stolen out of it. Oh, okay. Who would want to do that? I don't know. know. People like Braden. 
Uh, yeah. This is so <laughs> off topic from what we're supposed to be talking about. But y'all remember how, how like Palestine Church was like all dese- desecrated and all that stuff, and then they they re they like refurnished it and rebuilt it, and it was all nice and neat. They put the doors back up, they cleaned the floors, all new flooring, brand new pews. They now went back there. Remember, it was a whole I new never thing. Went. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was I a whole remember, new thing. I don't think I ever went to. I remember one time. I remember one night. Braden sweet talked me enough into at least going. And I pulled up in the parking lot and I took one look at the building. I was and I threw it in reverse. Like, no, nah, I ain't doing it. <laughs> That's the night I was with you all. Big yeah. nope. Big nope. Yeah. Well, I took you, one look at the building and I was like, nah. All right. You go in to the door, which they <clears throat> kicked down one of them. So one of them was like a jar off. Um, because they had to get out of there in a hurry. They heard us. Well, scream. I was being chased. And uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, you want to you know something crazy, bro? So, like, after I graduated and left, like, a couple of years went by, I think. And I think, yeah, Sarah Fowler messaged me. She's like, hey, do you remember that, like, creepy church that y'all went to? And I'm like, I didn't go. Like, I never set foot in that place. I said, but I know what you're talking about. She's like, I want you to check this video out. And she sent it to me, and it's her and her husband now, and I think Jonna, Jonah, whatever her name was. And, dude, there is a black figure playing as day in the video is it playing the piano no yeah yes that is that is one yeah yeah that pictures that live there that and there's other there's someone at like the at the pulpit yeah um but you walk in there further the floor is like all rotted out it's got holes in it there's a pentagram in the floor well dayton and i went back uh this was Mm. in like 2018 2019 all remodeled all that later that year after we had left uh I don't know what happened. Like, it was October 27th because I always flung out the windows. Weird. Everything was desecrated again. The whole place. I don't know. Like nothing man-made could have well, done that. I remember, I remember like Braden, like coming back and be like, yeah, we went to Palestine. It was cool. It was creepy. Uh, There's probably a demon somewhere in there. And, <laughs> like, and he was talking about like him seeing someone playing on the piano or someone yeah. standing in the corner of the, back in the corner of the room or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, fast forward to like, a, a, like, I guess maybe the very next time that he went, he comes back and he's like, yeah, the piano was flipped over. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, man, you want to go? He's not and, kidding. Uh, no. No. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to have a flipped over piano hurled at me. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, to get back to the topic ahead, something about film that I instantly like is a turnoff for me. It's kind of a, a multifaceted argument, but I don't like when a film doesn't trust its audience when it spoon feeds us every little thing. Right. Like, right. Well, I'm a I'll smart like guy. Because I want you the next stuff. person to me go, hey, why'd they do that? I'm like, hey, I'm watching this with you as well. Won't you just figure <laughs> out? Oh my gosh. Well, see, hey. I don't I don't I don't like I, agree. I, don't, I don't like when a film uh is too vague. Yeah, there's a line. There's a line. But I also respect a film that trusts his <clears throat> audience enough to be like, oh no, okay, that I get it. I like it doesn't have to be like introduce a character like well, hi, sister. How are you doing? A minute. She like she has a name. You wouldn't greet someone like I would never walk over to my brother Trent and be like, "Hi, brother. How are you doing?" It's just to establish <laughs> for no other purpose than to establish the relation. Like he could, it, it, that could be established through a, a smarter means. You don't have to be like, "Hey, this is my brother. Let's continue the scene." <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that. There are smart ways to do stuff. 
I also don't like dead crowds. I feel like that hurts my enjoyment of a film. And the yeah. best example I can think about this is when I went to see The Greatest Showman and nobody was on their freaking feet after she got done singing Never Enough. Oh, I'm like, do we just watch the same freaking song? Nobody's up applauding this right now? This Bro, is ridiculous. One of the most like funniest moments I've had in a movie theater it was uh, at the last movie of Harry Potter, the uh, the hot those, what was the name of the Deathly freaking? Hallows part Deathly Hallows. Hallows. The last one, part two. So you know at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> Voldemort finds the Elder One and he like shoots a lightning bolt up in the sky and screams, you know. Uh-huh. Well, uh, everybody's dressed up and stuff, and this dude on the front row, like when he does that, he jumps up on a street. He's like, yeah, it's like his <laughs> friends like him flash flashlights on and off of him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was in the floor, bro. I was in the floor, like dying. Like, like that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Film is supposed to be enjoyed. And if I look around and I see like no one else is enjoying it, then it's going to make me question whether I should be enjoying it or not. Even if I am having a good time, it does like subconsciously make me like, "Mm, maybe this isn't as good as I think it is. (laughs) Am I the crazy one here? Right. (laughs) Am I the only one that thinks this is worth anything? And like, I don't, I don't know if it's like the society now, like everybody's like all careful of quarantine or COVID and all this crap or what, but like, there hasn't been a midnight release for a game in years. Like, oh, and there yeah. hasn't been like a midnight release for a movie in a while either. Comes out like no, six last six one I remember. Yeah, last one I like, remember really? was a Twilight movie. Last one I remember was Star Wars. Yeah, exactly what I was gonna say. And that was yeah. it. I didn't go to see it in the theater. That's why I didn't. It's crazy. It. That's ass. Hey, I also say before we change the subject, I'll say that your enjoyment of a movie is also a an aspect of it is who you go to see it with. That's fair. Um, you know, the group of people or even just the other person that is with you, or, you know, if you go alone, that will obviously be a different story. But if you go with one or more people, I think your enjoyment of the movie is based off of how they react to the things that you find interesting about a movie. Yeah. Uh, and it... An example of this was uh, before our last Alabama trip, like literally the night before, me and Andy went to go see the new, what was it called, Escape Game? It was Escape Room Escape Tournament Room. of Champions. It was a second yeah. one. we went to see that. And, you know, obviously if you've seen either one of those movies, you know that throughout the story there's different hints about what's actually going on. As is typical for like an escape room, they kind of interspersed that kind of thing throughout the movies as well and so when i would notice something i would say something i would be like huh or i would hear andy go like mm. like throughout the movie and that that made me kind of question okay what why did he do that uh is there something i missed or yeah i, I saw this i wonder if he noticed it and then we would talk about it at the end mm-hmm. and that also added to the enjoyment of the movie, being able to talk about it with somebody as soon as you get done watching it. That post-watch discussion, I think, is extremely important to me. No matter who I'm with, that's why I'll never go see a movie alone. Because then I won't be able to talk about it with anyone but myself, which is just weird. Um, But I I thrive on that after-watch conversation. Yeah, and you don't ever want to bring Talking Timmy to the movie with you. So That's also true. 
I hate that. I'm, <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, hey, will you just shut up? Like, <laughs> stop talking. Uh, now, I, okay, here's what I can say about Escape Room, Turn of Champions. Uh, while I did enjoy that movie, watching it with Dayton helped me enjoy that movie just because we're having a good time. It's a dumb good time, but that movie is dumb. The fact that that movie tried to make me believe that it got all of those people that needed to be in that escape room on that exact same train at that exact same time with no invitation or anything. Like, Zoe and what's his face? I can't remember his name. Bill? Let's call him Bill. Um, Ben. It's Ben. When Zoe and Ben come up there, they're tracking down Minos. And the rest of the people are just on the train. We have no clue that they're tracking down Minos, too. I don't even think they were. You can't tell me that the okay, movie so, me to believe that they all just got there. <laughs> so, did you ever have that thought when watching Squid Game? Uh, no, <laughs> I did not. I can, I, I because can buy. like how how did you know the powers that be that ran the game? How did they know that these people were down on their luck and would be even willing to play the games? I think it's government. Well, okay, then why wasn't escape room government? Well, we know who's different. behind it. Minos is behind it, and they're not like a government corporation. They're like not even on the records. Well, I mean, was Squid Games on the records? I, totally. You know, I would assume so. They would have to have some kind of power to be able to, like, oh, this person died in this accident or something. The ability to override a death certificate. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. I would assume. I, I, I the only reason I asked is because I had the the same thought about Squid Game when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Like That's how did show, how did these people all end up here, and why are they all kind of the same? You know, they're all down on their luck a little bit, and need a little cash. That's why they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. And you know, he like the guy who wants to play the game in the bin. He does ask down on your luck, strap for cash. He does ask them that question right, in the beginning right. too. But like. And this movie ex- just expected me to believe that these people that were ex- supposed to be on that exact same train car at that exact time so that it could unhinge from the train and go off the tracks into a separate room to start the escape room. <clears throat> it expected me to believe that they all just got there on their own accord, except for Zoe and Ben, who they knew was coming. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's it. I still had a dumb good time. It's best to not overanalyze those movies because it's just gonna you'll spend forever. Um, Dayton, did you know that there's a whole other cut to that movie? It's an extra what? twenty minutes, and the whole ending is different. Well, okay, like that was a movie. I'm glad that you mentioned it. That was a movie. I was not satisfied with the ending, and I understand that I should be satisfied with that ending, but I wasn't at all. <laughs> Oh, that's so too bad. I would be anxious to see like a right. twenty-minute cut of a different ending. I thought Alex fell out of his chair. <laughs> no, if you pop all out of the chair, you gonna feel it. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna feel it all the way here. Yeah, you gonna feel the vibrations. Shocking seismic tremor. Earthquake strikes Anderson, Alabama. <laughs> Sensation. Tsunami warning for the coast. It is shocking revelation in the breaking news at 6 o'clock tonight. A podcast was interrupted by one of the guys falling over. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> local podcast tremors. reporter Dayton Gay here with more. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. I was just there, and Alex fell over, and all of a sudden, my Whoa. bed started shaking. <laughs> Fascinating. Back to you, Phil, on the BWOB <laughs> News Network. That was a level four earthquake right there. Like, Dave, I want you to know that every time I hear your last name, I think about hashtag gay wedding. Oh my gosh, man. Oh man. Dude, that that was so funny. Like that moment where we were like Facebook. It was it was right after we took our group picture and we were thinking about hashtags and then I think it was you, Alex. You said hashtag gay wedding and everyone was like (laughs) (laughs) everybody was on the floor. I was like, this is amazing. Everybody, I, like, I would have get laughed. Get off the pavement. Was, You're in your tux. <laughs> I would have laughed at that joke if I wasn't just so stressed out. <laughs> That's of the fair. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> well, you know, at least for a moment, you weren't on stage singing a song and then everyone starts laughing. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I don't, I don't find out until after the fact that you, Katie, were having a freaking full-fledged conversation fight yeah yeah (laughs) with your noses oh man there's also clips on the on our video when you were singing andy of and me and katie were miked obviously so they could hear what we were saying what and so yeah so when you were singing both of us constantly are like sing andy sing Uh, that was that was a good job. Hey, we're talking about movies. <laughs> well, I mean, right filming. now, we're talking about the hashtag gay wedding. That's right. <laughs> gay, wedding. <laughs> gay wedding. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of weddings, let, I would let's like talk to about hear, some movies. I would like to hear some of y'all's favorite movies. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying top ten. I'm just like Ooh. fast fire some of your favorite movies. Okay, can I add a stipulation to this before we get into it? No. Uh, well, you can you can present it and then. Can we'll I present a stipulation? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you cannot include more than one out of a saga. No. Wait, what? You cannot include more than one out of a saga. You can't say Empire Strikes Back, uh, Revenge of the Sith, like. Oh, okay. That's what cool. I'm saying. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine with me. I was just gonna say no to whatever you suggested. So. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm cool with sharing some favorites, but I do not need to go first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. One of my really favorites is uh, Back to the Future. Oh, hey, Nick, you should go first. Too late. Well, too late. Alex said Back to the Future. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Too late. You thought you was fast. Hey, Dayton, you should go first. I just said I can't. What? So one yeah, of my Alex, like Alex favorite first. movies that I like to watch. Oh, hey, Andy, you should go first. All right. So my favorite movies that I like to watch. I don't know. Welcome back, Chrissy. You should go first. <laughs> Welcome back to the back 40. Back. That was one of my shining moments. <laughs> it was one of your shining moments of music, bud. Yeah, it was. It was a good one. Uh, anyway. I like back, back, back to the future. future. Yes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. Which one? Oh, all of them. Okay. Oh, you're just talking about like the whole one, okay. two, and three. Yeah, I like all of them. They're really good. One, two, eight. But um, one and two is definitely better than three. So that's typical. Same goes for Home Alone. Why does that third movie even exist? I don't know why the, the one and three even exist. Just two would be fine. <laughs> Two's 
that good. Well, you have to, okay. <laughs> well, you good. have to have one for two to be a thing. No, not really. We could have just act. to me two could have been totally standalone, like totally alone. Totally <laughs> alone. Good callback. <laughs> That's a good movie too. Moulin Rouge, it's great. Mm-hmm. Get to see freaking Obi Wan scene with you and Nicole McGregor. Kidman. Nicole so Kidman. Nick, yeah. Nick, yeah. what is one of your favorite movies? The Matrix. That's Which good. one? The first one. Okay. <laughs> the original. The original. Yeah. It's hard yeah, to be 100%. the original. Unless it's yeah. Home Alone. It is. Yeah, The um, Matrix. <clears throat> the Matrix introduced a lot of things to the industry, and it was the first, the first movie to do it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Plus, I, mean, I also really like the um i guess what they were trying to get across it was it was it was unique yeah there's not there there is not another movie like it yeah i mean they basically said drugs are okay <laughs> as long as you pick the right one as long as you pick the right one as long as you pick the right one but yeah, so it was uh, that one. That was the uh, that was the coolest one to me. Yeah, okay. that was really good. I enjoyed that. So, Andy, what is one of your favorite movies? Well, I feel like it's a cop out for me to say Star Wars at this point, just because I talk like about cops? it so much. Um, Empire is my favorite. Uh, right. I, I, just full disclosure, it's I had a different reason other than it's just it's very good. But I grew up. Uh, Empire was not my first Star Wars movie. My first one, weirdly enough, was Attack of the Clones. Uh, it was episode two. I don't know why I started with that one. It just that's when I was born around ninety nine. I started. Phantom Menace came out in two thousand. Um, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about. Let's talk about half how the awful country of a movie. Half the half the country shut down, called into work to go watch Phantom Menace. They really did. That's very true, actually. I can't imagine calling into work to go watch that movie. Like some some companies of work had to shut down for three days. They sure did. I can't imagine the hype that surrounded that single disappointed was crazy. Now, I would I would definitely call in to work to go see Shawshank Redemption. So that's a great movie. It's great, like, it is. Good. It's so good. It is really good. Yeah, but back to why Empire is my favorite. So I grew up on the prequels before I watched the OT. So like I saw the Clone Wars and I saw Anakin in his prime and little. So when I got to Empire and it's like <gasps> Anakin, Darth Vader, I was I, that was fresh for me. I didn't realize that. I didn't put those two together until that point. Because I had all that, I had the Clone Wars, I had all the prequel trilogy, I had all this background knowledge. So I grew up loving Anakin. So I think it hurt just a little bit more for me rather than watching that first and being like, oh, I know. So I'm going backwards in time. I'm having to like relearn to love him rather than I I just loved him. And then I grew up to understand how horrible he became. I love you. When he he first initially transitions, like when the when the process is done and he fi- and he raises up on that flat table mm-hmm. and and he like he is officially Darth Vader right bro right bro. dude and he in like the first word is like Padme mm-hmm. and then he's like no, no! <laughs> 
is she okay? And then yeah. Sidney's like, it appears in your Anger. <laughs> you have killed her. And he's like, no, she was alive. I felt it. <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> no. Okay, look, I, I can quote movies for days. But and for a non-Star Wars related movie, uh, I would say one of my favorite movies ever is Dream Girls. With my girl Jennifer That Hudson. is a good movie. Yes. That's a good movie. surprise to Dayton. I, I can watch that movie wherever it's at. I can just sit down and watch it. Quote that movie. I sure can. Word for word almost. Uh, back to the Star Wars thing before we move on. Um, and this is off topic, but, you know, when are we not? Um, it's fair. Am I the only one who kind of understands Anakin's deconversion the older I get? Uh, no, it makes perfect sense. The The entire Jedi Council, specifically Mace Windu, full of hypocrisy. And also, like... Growing having, up is realizing uh, that the Jedi were not the heroes that we thought they were. Yeah, so, like, having, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and having some, you know, legitimate critical thinking skills now, the Jedi, like, the Jedi Code is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And the Sith saying, like, yeah, you can love, you can be angry about things, you can be sad about things. That is not ridiculous. <laughs> and so for him to, like, for real, have this whole deconversion from, like, no feelings, just law, just order, to, no, I love her, and that's why I'm mad that this happened. And then he becomes the bad guy all of a sudden. I understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, I under the older I get, I understand it. It, I mean, look, I love Samuel L. Jackson. And I feel like he's the greatest Mace Windu, and Mace will always be iconic. But Mace is one of the most hypocritical Jedi of them all. And it's, look, for the Jedi Order to be like, there can only be trust in the Force. There can be no love, no anger, no passion, because hate leads to anger, and anger leads to suffering. That's so black and white. Right. <laughs> That's so black and right. white. And for... For anyone trying to say that Mace is a strict follower of the code, I don't think that killing Sidious was by the book. That was a moment of anger and hate. He's too dangerous to be left alive. That's a moment of hate. I can't leave this man alive. And he he does these things and then calls it righteous duty. And I I can't get behind it. And then he gets his arms chopped off and thrown out a window. And then Anakin kills him because he thinks that... Palpatine should at least stand trial. Do yeah. I think Mace is ultimately right? Yeah, absolutely. Sidious was going to manipulate the court either way. He's the freaking Senate. But it's just the principle. Of I that. am the Senate. I am the Senate. <laughs> I would have killed him. Uh, see, like I said, growing up is realizing that the Jedi were not the heroes that we were supposed to believe they were. I think Obi-Wan is a great example of a great Jedi that we can root for because he, he still had not feelings. even the follower of the of the code. Qui-Gon instilled that in him. Qui-Gon uh, hey. told him from a young age, hey, the council's not always right. Prime example, I loved you, Anakin. You were like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. That is not Jedi code. Yeah. Not, well, he had a whole relationship with Duchess Satine. Uh, this is getting into expanded lore and Clone Wars. We're, we'll talk later, Dayton. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll talk later about this. Dayton, what's one of your favorite movies? So I, I, I presume we're probably going to do a top 
you know, a top 10 movies list, like our favorite movies. So I'm not going to tell you my favorite because it would ruin that. But one of my favorite movies is Kevin James's Here Comes the Boom. That's so fitting for you. I know. I like, okay, you got to think. I love UFC. I love Kevin James. And to combine comedy and violence is like, you can't, you can't lose with me if you do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's, it's awesome for me. Who is laughing? <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, anybody? No, I mean, for real. Anybody? Oh. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? No? And then, like, you bring Boss Rutten in, who is a legend in the UFC industry, and you make him this, like, funny person. That's hilarious to me. I loved it. Here comes the boom is one of my favorite movies. Our movie list would be so different. <laughs> so different. It will oh, be. Man, it will will be. be. <laughs> we would we wouldn't have the same movies at all. We might have one. Dude, I also really enjoy the longest yard, the remake of it with Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. It's a yeah, Dude, that movie's hilarious, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris Rock is down there and they're looking up the severity of the inmates. That's one of my favorite scenes, bro. <laughs> He's like half a star. He's like, I, I gotta stab somebody. <laughs> I'm a big fan of of Jim Carrey movies. If, if, we're, if we want to, if we want to go comedy, yes. he's so good. Yes, uh. I, like it's not all of them. There are some hit or miss, and I talked about this in our Christmas movies one. But Will Ferrell movies do get my kind of dumb humor. Especially like semi-pro, the other guys, Step Brothers. That's my dumb sense of humor. Yeah, all day, yeah, every day. Because those movies are so dumb that they're funny, and that exactly. is your brand of humor. <laughs> Look, the stuff that I sit dating on TikTok. He's like, "Why did I laugh?" I'm like, "Cause it's funny." He's like, "No, it wasn't at no, all." No, because it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Laughed at how dumb it was, not because it was funny. <laughs> but does that make it funny? Thank you. That's my point. The best comedy. It's a sneak attack. It's like you weren't expecting something to be that dumb. So it was funny. I think that's the entire reason Vine was successful when it was. That's that's a very good point, actually. Yeah. Because it's so dumb. It is very dumb. I can quote Vines all day. Road work ahead. Uh, yeah, I sure hope it does. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. That's Disgusting. <laughs> Well, it was one of us. Disgusting. <laughs> a, a, a lipstick in my Valentino white bag. <laughs> we are severely off topic. Yeah. <laughs> this might be the worst we've ever gotten off topic, honestly. I don't I, know I don't, no way I to get us back. So. I don't think so. Um, listen back to this dating. There's like 40 minutes we've talked about movies, and we're on an hour and a half. <laughs> That's fine. The movies are funny. So That's fine with mine. me, right? They're hilarious. Yep. Speaking of, like, uh, I really like when this dude dressed up as ET and uh, he went to White God. Castle and God after like Stone Cold, oh he lost <laughs> 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 That's one of my funniest things ever, dude. 
I feel oh, like the, the listeners need some context. Alex has played this do video it. for probably like I don't know. Don't play the eight, video. Just eight do months. It. It's Alex can quote this word for word. And oh, no, not word for word, but it's... he goes back every week and rehearts it so it's at the top of his <laughs> his liked videos, so he can always come back <laughs> to it. But I haven't liked it. This here it is. Here it is. <laughs> See, he just found it. Just like that. <laughs> now it's good. I can pop. Do you want me? Do you want to hear a little piece of it? Can we? Uh, do I don't. So knowing what is said in the video, I don't know if we should. I feel like it would be better for you just to like quote highlights. Well, anyway, he just he pulls up the white guys looking at the ET costume, and he's like. Well, I wanna wanna own a couple cheeseburgers and this is Stone Cold ET Steve Austin. Can I get a Herc Yeah? And he's like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 Stone Cold ET rides a bicycle, bicycle I ride along, I ride hard, and I ride the white castle like the Texas rattlesnake. Can I get a Herc yeah? Oh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest about What'd that. What you say, ET? What? What you say, ET? I said I want to want a couple white burgers. <laughs> so, I'll, I, Alex, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I heard, I heard you quote that before you ever sent me the video. And just out of context, I didn't realize that he was just saying it back himself. Like, I didn't realize what he yeah. said. Oh, hey, yeah, heck, yeah. Like, I didn't realize yeah. he was saying <laughs> it like, He just, like, took and a step so, back from the mic. Was like, and so when you finally sent it to me, when you finally sent it to me and I watched it, I died laughing. I was in bed and Kate, I had my AirPods in and Katie was like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, you gotta watch this. <laughs> the best part about that is like, so he's in his driver's seat and the mask comes out like three inches away from his face. So it's like dangled out there. And when he when he's talking both parts, he turns his head to the right and to the left. So that mask is just everywhere. <laughs> and it's just him moving his head back and forth. And all the while this white castle employee at the drive through is just walking staring at this man. Uh, we, we got included a video of, of this on the page or something. Yes. Like the link or whatever. It's funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Y'all need to go watch it. Some movies. Yeah, just look up. Just look up. Et Stone Cold Steve Austin. You'll find it. Yeah, Et. Good movie. Like movies. See connection. Boom. He phones home. He phones home. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and just rapid fire my little list I got here of movies I like. It's Wonderful Life, Rookie, Karate Kid, Halloween, Hot Rod, Napoleon Dynamite. Toy Story, Lion King, Sing 1 and 2, The Goonies, and Harry Potter. It's fair. Hey, is The Rookie the Harry Connick Jr. movie about baseball? No, that's Den- nope. De- Dennis Quaid about oh, baseball. Yeah. Well, the, one, of the, one of the most iconic scenes is when he goes to that, like, um, traffic spitometer. Yes, God, get out of my head. Yes. That, that's, like, one of the most he, like, iconic he scenes. He throws it, and it's, like, 66, or what was it? What was it? it? He, well, 76? it starts off 60, 76. and he's, he's warming 76. it up, and it gets, like, 98, 99. Yeah, well, well, like, well, we didn't explain it right. 
so when he throws it, it I think it shows 79 or 76. And then he's just like, oh, crap, you know, I lost it. And he goes to go pick up the baseballs. But when he gets past the sign, the sign, like, blinks, and it says 96. Right. Like, so I just stopped working on the bottom for a bit. I looked it up. The movie I was talking about is called like, Mickey. Okay, um, yeah. By yeah, Mickey Mantle, it, Mickey? No, it's just Mickey. His name is – they named him Mickey after Mickey Mantle. But Harry Connick Jr. Uh, was recently divorced, and he got custody of his son. And so he taught his son how to play baseball to kind of deal with the trauma and stuff. And, yeah, it's 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 a really good movie, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I may not love sports as a whole. Like, I'm not super invested in it. But I love sports movies. I love sports movies. Rudy, mm-hmm. remember the Titans, mm-hmm. the replacements. Yeah. Radio. Radio is a good one. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, I actually really yeah. like him. Um, you gonna eat your cold bread? <laughs> yeah, Waterboy. It's really good. Miracle, the um, hockey movie. Waterboy's good. The Longest Yard's pretty good. Uh, I love Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. That's a good. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that my favorite era of movies was the 80s. 80s movies? Yes. I, so I'm good. a fan of 80s horror. Even though I don't like Friday the Thirteenth series at all, I don't love those. But I'm, I'm a fan of eighties horror. Like if, I love have any of you movies. watched the movies The Outsiders? I've not. Uh-huh. I mean, not, not hey. The Outsiders, the the Warriors. Hey. So, <laughs> Nick, that reminds me of on Family Guy, almost like when Peter is the, Lois is trying to find out who taught. Stewie his first cuss word and she puts butter on the stairs she's like I'm gonna prove that Peter's the one cussing and he's falling down the stairs he goes hey Lois have you seen my Spider-Man socks I can't seem to ouch oh heavens oh goodness gracious that's smart oh my egad well I'll be he just falling down without cussing <laughs> Dude, that shows the way oh oh all right, are we ready to, well, back I'm ready to continue yeah. if you are? Wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, I need to wrap it up. I'm sleepy. Oh, Sleepy. Yeah, and I still got a 40-minute drive home. Oh, mm. God, man. Okay, yeah, we'll wrap it up. All <laughs> right, five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, so pretty much... That's kind of all I really wanted to talk about, just kind of how we view film and all of our different interpretations and what we like about the movies that we like and what we definitely know that we don't like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Dayton, you put it best. We'll make uh, a top 10 list of some of our favorite movies either next week or coming up very soon. We'll do some fun top 10 or game type episode for you all. But uh, mm-hmm. more importantly, Nick, thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Yes, man. Thank y'all for having me. For real, it has sure. been a blast. And oh, anytime absolutely. you can come back, we would love it for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to come back. Absolutely, we might have you back for maybe a fun episode where we don't have like a topic and to discuss, and <laughs> it can just be whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, look, baby. We will eventually yeah. do a ramble video. <clears throat> start uh, yeah. incorporating some of those, just because mm-hmm. it's pretty much what we do anyway. No joke. But yeah, yeah. guys. Uh, so that's pretty much our movie episode. That being said, I got a recommendation for you all. Given that it was movies in general, I found it fitting to recommend a movie. Uh, so I'm going to recommend Scream 2022, the new one. Uh, I saw mm. it twice. I've loved it. 
I feel like it is it's like the first one and then it's this one right underneath it. It's it's very good. Um I feel like it fixes a lot of the mistakes that I had with some of the other sequels. At it it is very, very good. It's a very good piece of the Scream franchise. If you haven't watched any of the Scream franchise, watch the first one and then come back and watch this one. There's really not a lot of the in-between that you need to see to be able to watch this movie. And it's like, that's very good. That's a lot of the in-between is repetitive anyway. It sure is. Yeah, um, the Scream franchise as a whole is a massive whodunit thing with right. some horrific elements to it. Right. And For Andy, sure. just, so, just so you know, you should be prepared to see